Hi, Matt. Hey, it's the Soybean Pest Podcast for the 15th of July. This is our 10th episode of 2015. Yeah, it's season season six. six. I know, isn't that exciting? It's a little bit weird to say that. We're going to get syndicated. (laughs) We're going to start making big bucks. Oh, gosh. Um, I feel like I haven't seen you. I know. Where have you been? Um, okay, I'd like to say I'm busy, but I'm also um, a single parent this week, so yeah. I have to drop my kids off in the that morning. That means you're even more busy. And leave early, or as the grad students might say, earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I've been kind of busy, and uh, yeah, sorry. No, there's uh, plenty to talk about, I think, as far as insects and field crops go. Tell me what you've been hearing. You've well, been pretty busy, too. You've been yeah. out and about field July days. is a big field day month at research farms and at Field, which is a demonstration farm just west of Ames. And so I've been there probably five, six times this month giving oh, presentations wow. about the latest and greatest pests of the day. We aren't even halfway through the month. I know. Do you get free meals at that? It's a, lot of, it's a lot of Hickory Park, <sighs> which is cool, like the first three times. And That's after that, you're like, not big beans again. Could never get tired. Well, it's a little, it's a little much. Yeah. It's a little so much. So good. <laughs> um, so what have you been talking about and, and hearing from those events? Actually, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but um, what people have wanted to know about is not related to soybean. Uh, it's in corn, uh, but it's not corn rootworm. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> There's another pest. There's another pest, and it's actually an old pest. Your corn borer. Corn borers. Oh, my God. People want to That's know amazing. how to identify them, how to scout for them, Why? and how to treat I thought we had solved this problem. They've been eradicated. Nobody had seen one in years. Yeah, right. People used to talk about when they yeah. used to cover the windshields and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And then they disappeared yeah. with the uh, widespread use of BT corn. Yeah, since 1996, there's yeah. been a steady increase in the above-ground traits for caterpillars, including corn borer. And I think the, the latest, what NAS is... Uh, about 93% adoption yeah. in Iowa. Wow. And if, I, if I got that right. And yeah. the study that came out in Science, oh, geez, seven some years ago, that even farmers who didn't use mm-hmm. BT corn for corn borer were protected. They were benefited from the use. Because the whole population yeah. across the Midwest had been suppressed to the point where yeah. it disappeared. But yeah. now people are but asking there, But there are seed companies in Iowa that are offering uh, the non-traded Non, non-BT traded yeah. corn and corn borers are not extinct and they are finding corn and they they are kind of blown away yeah. I mean what I've yeah. I've had to do my homework because this isn't something I've had to talk about right. and one larva can reduce a yield by two to ten percent it is a devastating yeah. beast and so timing is critical and so that that's what I've been talking about how to, how to identify how to scout and manage and yeah. it is tedious hard work that extends over weeks and i can see why people are adopting bt oh yeah 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 i remember when that came out and i remember some of the the old timers saying why are we investing so much money and effort into european corn borer um it doesn't i mean it causes problems but not enough that we would recommend spraying and then when bt started to work and they're like oh my god i had no idea we were losing this much yield the yield potential yes and really um and, and now we're going back. Do you yeah. think the reason farmers are interested in buying non-BT corn is because it costs so much? Yes. And as the price of corn drops down? Mm-hmm. Because they're like, when's the last time I saw a corn borer? Well, that was, you know, a decade yeah. ago. Why do I pay for these above-ground traits? Even though 
those traits cover more than corn borers. Well, the you know, it's yeah. I mean, it's strongest for corn borer, but it's corn earworm. Uh, you know, some of those other caterpillars that you see in there. And then, but but we're at a time where corn is what at a five year low. Yeah, the market value is yeah. yeah. So if you can't make more corn you got to save money somehow. Yeah, and so they're cutting some input costs, and they're giving it a try. Yeah. So some farmers are, you know, it's not all of their fields, but they're putting, they're trying it. Yeah. And then yeah. they're just really surprised. But it's fascinating that just a little bit. Yeah. And like you said, corn board didn't go extinct. Yeah. And somehow, wow. So that's I, what I've been talking about. This, that's cool. That's, this I mean, is, it's interesting. Yeah. I, say, yeah. I mean, and it's new to me, too. So it's a whole new world for yeah. me. I feel like a BT baby. You know, I didn't know a time when there wasn't BT. Yeah. It's like those Roundup babies, right? Yeah. I'm a BT baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, my mind got stuck when you said it's a whole new world. And I was thinking, I wish we had the rights to like Disney <gasps> that music. That little mouse. A whole new world. Yeah, that little <laughs> yeah. mouse. Yeah. Um, wow, that's anyway, that's, what, that's what's that's what been on my plate lately. It's corn wars. That's I can't a, believe it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so on our little crib sheet, you've got yeah. soybean aphids. Yeah. Is there anything to talk about with soybeans? Well, you know what? I didn't really think there was, especially since our last podcast, because it's yeah. been pretty hot. Um, oh. But they are finding it in all the farms. But what At I saw today. Yeah. Drum roll. Drum roll. I saw plants that make you take a step back and yeah. hold your breath because you're like, oh, you know, like when yeah, the plants are yeah. sticky, yeah. they oh. weren't very oh. tall. Oh. And, um, oh. you know, I, I've been there a couple times already, but something happened over the weekend at Feel. Yeah. Where they I, found plants that literally had maybe five, six hundred on a wow. plant, covered so, with alates. Interesting you should say this, because uh, our research uh, project this summer can kind of um, inform this observation. Mm -hmm. So we did an experiment where we artificially infested plants. We're looking at a bunch of different varieties, seeing if um, there's resistance in them. So we artificially infested some, and uh, some we left uncaged so that predators could get at them. Others we caged, and those their population should go through the roof, right? Because there's no predators there, they're, they're stuck on that plant. Very slow growth mm -hmm. over the last couple of weeks. And mm -hmm. then you said something over the weekend. Well, it, it got to the point, the, the growth was so slow, we were thinking about adding more aphids. Because mm -hmm. they're like, God, they're, just, they're not doing yeah. anything. Maybe they're sick. You know, right. Maybe, um, maybe the, we gotta rethink this experiment. Over the weekend, numbers shot up. We went from mm -hmm. like, like you said, dozens maybe to hundreds and it's hot temperature i mean we have had such cool evenings yeah. that we the aphids aren't able to reproduce they just yeah. kind of sit there yeah. and once you know insects are cold-blooded so once the warm temperatures come up then they really start churning these out and yeah it's been in the 90s but i think the environment the micro environment that they experience on a plant is such that they're okay mm -hmm. they can they can survive that and then are now warmer evenings, boy, they are just yeah. making babies. Yeah, and just all the alates, it made me think that, you know, now there's a lot of within field movement or yeah. between field movement. And so getting out there, checking where you're at, and see if it's just an isolated yeah. plant got or if you've got like more of a uniform infestation. It's really important right now. So, uh, like, an overall theme to this is for the corn borers and for the aphids, this is kind of a key time yes. to scout. Yes. And, um, from what, from what I heard from Tom Sappington, who's a corn entomologist in the USDA, he, he traps not only the adults, but also looks for uh, colonies within cornfields. And he said, right now, based on degree days, they're in between first and second generation. So oh. first generation's over. Yeah. And the second yeah. generation is what we really care about because yeah. the larvae are get inside the ear. So you want farmers to see what the uh, 
relative abundance of that second generation yes. is because that's going to trigger an yeah. application of insecticide. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's re- the timing is everything because yeah. you have to get the eggs or the larvae before they Burrow enter. Into the yep. Plant. yep, yep. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And so with aphids, the same thing. Uh, take a look to see what's out there. Yeah. If your seed treatment is still working, maybe you'll see some slowing, but we're getting into like a critical period where the temperature is nice mm-hmm. and we're getting a- aphids flying around. Yep. And yeah, it could be bad news bears if an infestation <laughs> isn't uh, dealt yeah. with quickly. Yeah. Which brought me, you know, so, um, so that's kind of immediate help to the farmers and yeah. all. But kind of a bigger picture issue. Um, I don't know if you know this. I spent a lot of time on the internet. I do know that. And I spent You have a lot four of- monitors of <laughs> internet in your office. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I do. Um, that is not a lie. I have four monitors attached to one computer. I don't know how anybody works with less than three. Because we don't have ADD. No, I don't know. It's you just kind of you go back and forth, no, back and let's forth. Let's stay focused okay. on the topic at hand. So uh, I spent a lot of time on the internet, and um, the students make fun of me because they know I've been in the car if the seat is pushed up real close to the steering wheel and the radio station is set to NPR. So I'm constantly, you know, bombarded. Absorbing. You're like a sponge, I'm, I'm man. I'm a sponge. Yeah. I'm a... I'm a uh, media sponge and the one thing I've noticed especially in the last four to five months is that um, a lot of info a lot of, a lot of reports on UAVs mm-hmm. unmanned aerial vehicles and their possible application to agriculture to the point where not only from internet and radio I've talked to farmers who have gone out and bought these already and they're like it, to them it's a no-brainer because with these pests there's no way that a lot of our farmers who have thousands of acres to cover can scout all of that in a meaningful way and having a UAV like yeah that would allow them to go hundreds of yards into a field that would take them you know a long time on foot to cover they they can cover that more quickly and um, but what's interesting is as as kind of a no-brainer idea as that is all of the reports that I've read about this suggest that we're not quite there yet one UAVs not legally, not, it's not legal to use them in a commercial setting. Farmers can buy them and kind of as a hobby play with them, but scouting services, as I understand them, can't use them yet. I think you can use them. I think you need a, a license from the FAA. So I sent you a uh, well, uh, a link to a report that came out from uh, NPR this this spring, and I, I will let's sh- share it in the link section sure. in the text sure. uh, to give a background on what the FAA is considering with regard to that because it's not quite clear to me. But regardless of what's legal or not legal, we're, we're I don't know if we're there yet in terms of the technology. You can for, take for insects. For insects, I agree with you. And you can you can take pictures and you can look at your field, but we don't have the uh, recommendations and the technology to translate what a camera picks up above mm-hmm. a field mm-hmm. to what's going on on the plant with insects. And I know some of our colleagues, uh, Bob Cook, Cook, K-O-C-H, Cook, not Coke, like the industries, but Cook, is, is investigating how you might look for a signal from plants mm-hmm. that are heavily infested with aphids to pick them out. But I think even he would say we're years away from... yeah. Putting that in the hands of farmers. I think Bob and also Ian McRae, who's also at the University of Minnesota, would say the same thing. I mean, they can see differences when you look at uh, images for remote sensing data, but that is after insects 
have been there a very long time, yeah. and then they can pick yeah. out some. You would never want to wait that long. Yeah. So at this point, they're not ready to use it as a management, a real-time tool, yeah. but that's where they want to go, is to be able to pick out those differences before the human eye can can do that. Yeah, and it's it's going to take us some time to get yeah. there. I can't wait. I mean, I think it'd be awesome. Like yeah, you yeah. said, the, the large-scale farms that are especially in Iowa, if it can help them get a leg up on, like, which fields should actually be ground truth with humans, that'd be awesome. So I think right now... For those farmers who are playing around with this, I think it would be a useful tool to find where a problem happened, mm -hmm. but it's not going to help you scout a field to apply um, insecticide. Yeah. Because, you know, again, we, we don't have the signal yet to tell you, oh, that, that has insects, and it's likely to get to a point where they're going to cause mm -hmm. problems. I think right now all you could say is, hey, you got to patch it down corn. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. that yep. maybe you have a rootworm problem yep. or... Uh, hey, you got this bear, uh, bear patch here where the, the beans look really weak. You probably have a soybean outbreak. Probably already lost yield, yeah. but you know now yeah. would be a time maybe to, to do something. But but we're not there yet yeah. in terms of replacing on-the-ground scouting yeah. with UAVs. I've seen some cool um, images patched together that show nitrogen deficiencies. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it helps people make decisions for you know their spring applications of yeah, nitrogen i yeah. could see that being that's something that people sure. can use right now but it is not like okay let's make a decision for tomorrow yeah, yeah. And, and so uh we'll put the link i sent that yep. to you I'll put that in that. the text i mean there's numerous like reports out there yeah. uh mark johnson uh agronomist um through iowa state university he's got somebody talking to one of his field days on this okay um it's something that again it's kind of out there yeah. and big picture it sounds yeah. really really interesting uh, the devil's going to be in the details about yeah. how we go forward. Yeah. How are we doing on time? We're doing great. Um, anything else we need to talk about? Um, kind of interesting topic, the UAVs. Uh, yeah, and I think it has, a, I mean, beyond just insects, if it can detect changes for diseases, nematodes, mm -hmm. uh, other abiotic factors, uh, I mean, I think that sounds like a wonderful tool. And then the challenge, I think, would be translating the that technology into drones that can service large fields. Yeah. Um, and... You know, at the height and the um, and the, and the field conditions that you know those cameras are going to mm -hmm. be taking pictures. Mm -hmm. a lot to lot to be done. Going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I think that's that's all I want to share I mean, about that. You had the highlights. One other thing I'd like to just say is that we're the first generation. Oh, for uh, corn borer. Going back to corn uh, no, Of uh, bean leaf beetle. Oh, should be ooh, out right now. Ooh. So if you have had issues in the past or you've had you know you ha you're dealing with uh, bean pod model virus or food grade soybean um, i would go out and take a look to see if you have adult activity now um and then uh that's that's really the highlights as can far as soybean can i plug something heck yes totally unrelated to crop production yeah um my kids are going to be embarrassed by this but the kids co-motion dance company in uh, ames iowa is putting on a dance recital program July 24th and 25th at the uh, Ames City Hall. Uh, I think it starts at 7 o'clock. Tickets on sale. The theme is bugs. <laughs> of course it is. Sounds awesome. It's a good place to end it. All right. All right, see you next week. Yep, see ya. Bye. Bye.